The Rays just can't stop losing. They win another game after they trade their star shortstop. Um, of course, a lot of people thought that that would bring up Wanda Franco. You still probably won't see him until maybe summer. I don't know what got into the Bucks, but the Bucks at one point were up 29-11. Now they're at half. They're up by 15 plus points. They have over 70 points to go into the second half. So, if they just keep on scoring it, they could end with 150. And the Heat can probably end with like 120. And that's that's if they really turn it on. But, if the Heat do lose tonight, not only is Game 3 a must win, you, you then have to win Game 4. And just the way the Bucks are shooting the basketball, I don't think that's going to happen. So, Tal, I'm sorry. The Heat have problems. And we are about to have a guest who's big-time Yankee fan, big-time sports fan. His name is Nick Tyrell. Not one, but two-time Emmy award-winning producer for the Yankees. So, that's gonna be very, very interesting. We're gonna talk some no-nos from Corey Kluber's. We're gonna talk some NFL. We're gonna talk some M- some NBA. And also, all about Shannon Shannon Sharp, if Julio Jones didn't know, you know, if he doesn't watch Undisputed, and if he didn't know he was on air, it's foul to do. Now, if if he if he did know, he's at the point where where he just doesn't care anymore. So I like that. And 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 if he didn't know, I appreciate the honesty. Because if he didn't know and he said all this, that means he would never say this if he did know. So, I wish more athletes would sit, would, would do what Julio Jones did today and not give us the politically correct answers. So, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a lot of laughs. And the Yankees are smoking, baby. Let's do it, man. It's going to be fantastic. And... Can't wait for it. So, so before we get to the wonderful series against the Chicago White Sox, which you are at Friday's game, first, let's get to the starter who's going to start tomorrow and try to continue that shutout streak by our last Yankee starters. 35 innings pitch up, not allowing a run. What? When, when did you start thinking... Of, that Corey Kluber had a no-hitter. What inning was it? And what did you think that he finished it and, and got the no-hitter? You know, what's funny is I was I was watching that game. Uh, my my fiance's uh, uncle was in town, and we had been watching each game just kind of as like a nightcap because it was you know eight o'clock start, and uh, it was a kind of un, uneventful series to that point. I mean. We were one and one uh, to that point. There hadn't, hadn't been really like a lot of offense 
so we were, you know, they, they wanted to go and kind of like see some sights. Uh, my fiance wanted to take her uncle to go like, you know, to Times Square and like all the, you know, right, makes basically sense. see all that stuff. And I, and I was like, you know what, you guys enjoy, you know, I'm going to watch the, uh, I wanted to watch the Lakers play-in game because I'm from LA, <laughs> so I'm a huge Lakers fan. And uh, I wanted to watch that. And I had the Yankees against the Rangers just kind of on in the background, right? And I was, you know, I was surfing through Twitter, kind of like I, I make uh, clips as the games go on so that I have footage. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of just watching it. And then all of a sudden I hear Michael K say something like, oh, you know, you may want to, uh, you may want to start hitting up your friends like there might be something going on and I'm like reading through Twitter and I'm seeing like uh Lindsay Adler said something like with uh you know jinxes don't exist but the the eye was asterisked out <laughs> and, shit. and I was like wait a second all right well maybe I should like start paying attention to this so then I started going over here and I started like I started to watch it and I started to get a little nervous this is probably like the fifth inning and I think after the seventh after the set, like halfway through the seventh inning, I started to think like, okay, I'm pretty sure he's gonna do this because <laughs> he just he just was so locked in, you know what I mean? And and then the other part of that was after oh, my dog, uh, the uh, after the after the seventh inning or after the eighth inning when Urshela had that like really nice short hop, yeah, uh, to to kind of like end the inning. Or, like, not to end the inning, but to, to, like, I think get the second out. Then I started to get a little nervous again. Because then I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I've never watched a full full no-hitter from from start to finish before. <laughs> so then I started to get a little, like, you know, oh, shit, well, what does this mean? Like, dude, you know, do I need to, to start coming up with some, some highlight packages? Do I need to make, like, a memorable moment? Do I need to add this to, to everything? Then my, start, my heart starts racing. And I think what what was really funny about this was that the announcers weren't in Texas. You know, it was probably the only time this has ever happened where, you know, you're calling a road no-hitter and you don't even really know what's going on because they're just watching from a monitor. So you could tell, like, there was a couple of times where they hit rockets off the bat in the ninth inning especially where my heart dropped. You could tell that their hearts dropped a little bit and they ended up being, like, liners right at, you know, second base, right field or whatever, but... That's that. That was definitely a unique experience that I don't think I'll ever, you know, I'll ever kind of forget. Hey, Nick, this is James, the other half of the sports dudes. Um, what's crazy is that you know I've seen, I saw David Walters' um perfect game and David Cole's mm-hmm. perfect game and whatnot, and just to see a no, it's different when you see a no hitter when you're a kid, yeah, and when you're like an adult you kind of, like, appreciate it more. And, yeah. look, and, and it leads me to this question. This is the year of the no-hitter, the year of the pitcher. Is it great pitching that we're seeing? Because we have six no-hitters? Seven. Or is it bad hitting? Is it bad hitting because it's the lowest batting average we've seen in, like, a long time? See, to me, I think it's it's got to be a combination of both a little bit. Like, you... It, it was was really funny is, is something that I that I kind of have, have observed is is the big 
writers and everything, I think their their excitement peaked after John Means through his. Because everybody was so stoked because he was such a great story. He was dominant. I think there was like a one, uh, maybe there was an error or something like that or a dropped foul ball or something yeah, like that. Yeah, drop, so drop, drop third strike to yeah. the catcher in, 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 in right, the ninth so, and the two outs. Yeah, so it was like really close to being a perfect game. So everybody was really stoked about John Means. And um, then the very, like, next day, or, like, two days later or something like that, Wade Miley threw it. And then everyone was like, Wade Miley? <laughs> so then every, ever since then, everybody, I feel like people have kind of just, like, stopped being impressed. But to me, I really don't, I don't think you can really do that yet. Like, we'll see. If there ends up being, like, 20 no-hitters, then, then maybe we need... Maybe there's something else. Baseball has been around for a long time. I think there's definitely been anomalies. Like, uh, I think in 2012 or 2010 or something like that, like, there was two perfect games, and it was uh, Dallas Braden and uh, Philip Humber, I think. It was Philip Humber. And, and it's like, if, if Twitter was around back then, do you think everybody would be saying the same shit? Probably. I mean, and Twitter was around back then, but it wasn't, like, around back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, social media would have probably been a little bit more saying, like, oh, this is probably the beginning of the end for hitters or whatever like that. I just think this was a unique situation where last year people didn't really get into their groove. Now they're back. Plus, pitching is just so, I mean, everything kind of skews towards pitchers. Like, if you think about all research, everything that you can do is to make your pitching better. You're not going to ever be able to hit. Like, like the, as soon as, as soon as, you know, if, if your, if your scouting report says, okay, you got to look for this curveball in a two, one count and you're ready to cover the curveball on the outside part of the plate. And then the guy throws 95 or to a hundred up and in on you, then your whole research is fucked. <laughs> you're, you're not trusting, you're not trusting your research anymore. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, hitting is always going to be see the ball, hit the ball. But for pitchers, you're always going to be able to get that other that leg up, whether it's like being able to add some more of a velo to your fastball, whether it's being able to increase your spin rate, whether it's being able to add some inches on your on your slider, you know, messing with timing like Strowman does that. Uh, you know, a lot of guys do do the little you know quick pitch and the little uh, Louis T on shimmy shake. <laughs> in their backspin, you know what I mean? But, like, you can you can do all that as a pitcher, but as a hitter, you still got to just hit the ball. <laughs> so I think I think the pitching is getting a lot better, but I also just think it, it's just an anomaly for now. Um, Philip Humbers was in 2012 against the Mariners, and then Dallas Braden's was even more special because it was on Mother's Day. Mother's Day. And yeah. I believe his mother died because of cancer. Um, yeah. And then, and then I know he hugged. I think which was his grandmother that day. So uh-huh. that was she was watching. I, I remember that. I, I remember that. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, that um, was that. That was really special. Uh, yeah. J- James disrespected Madison Bumgarner. It's seven no hitters. Do not be oh, a hat. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You know. Um, come on, man. It is. It is. He he <laughs> played the game. He played the game that he can play. Right. He, he, he was cruising that. that day. I'm sure the Braves would not have got a hit in the 8th and ninth. 
And another reason why that's more special, that's the hardest team that's been no hit this year. So 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 maybe that's why people want to say, oh, if you give them two more innings. But no, they didn't get a hit through seven. Don't don't try to be the And what makes it even more special, they played two games today. They only had one hit throughout a whole entire day. So that's also why I'm going to say two more innings or four more innings, they're, they're not just going to start becoming Space Jam and hitting home runs all over the place. And 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 going back to Cooper's no-hitter, I'm like you. I really wanted to see the Warriors and Lakers game from start to finish. So because of the no-hitter, if, 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 if Yankees were up by six and there was no no-hitter, I, I, I would not have finished the Yankee game from start to finish. I'm sorry. I would not have big Yankee fan. But it's playoff basketball. That that goes before um, regular season sports. That That's just me. So, you know, because of the no-hitter, I didn't switch. But Corey Kluber was just awesome. And, and, and it was a great night. But you did say you're a Laker fan. You know, unfortunately, yeah. LeBron did have that clutch shot after after his his Academy Award winning, getting hit by the eye. Like like you would have thought, you would have thought a lead pipe was at his knee. He he was down on the ground for five minutes, and maybe it sucks. You know, he he says he he says he saw three rims, but I, I don't know about that. You know, you know, you know, he he, he could be playing to to the media with that, and then he, let's not act like let's not act like he didn't get. You know, no, 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 no. He 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 did get banged up, but he gets away with it because he's LeBron James. Even though he can break protocol and and go to events and not get suspended, so 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 that's also a little hypocritical. But yeah, they lost to the Suns. So what what do you want to see from the Lakers going the game too? Uh, you know what's funny is is uh, I have probably watched less. Uh, basketball this year than I, I think I ever have, and that's for a few factors. One of them being just uh, I stopped. I stopped. Uh, well, I still have cable, but I, I really stream most of the time. And my, you know, it's 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 tougher to, to get all the games. A, <clears throat> B. I was trash in fantasy basketball this year. Normally, I'm like championship winner, so I was a little salty about that. See, the Lakers were hurt basically all season. And, you know, D, it's, you know, it was, I didn't want to sit there and watch like Marquise Morris lead our, lead our team in, in scoring every night. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, it's, when I when I was watching that game, and to be honest, for for large portions of the Warriors game, I'll just say it doesn't look like we kind of like we really have it. What I really need to see is AD. I need to see AD step up and have himself a big boy game tomorrow because he hasn't really been doing that. And and it could be because of the injuries. I mean, I don't really know what it is, but he's shooting a low percentage. He doesn't. He's kind of just getting bodied when he's when he's uh getting manned up here, at least getting bodied up, you know what I mean, and the, the, the songs are, are exciting. Now, I gotta ask, I gotta ask you this, Nick, um, I wanna switch gears, football, um, so undisputed, um, Shannon Sharp basically called, called up Julio Jones, <laughs> and he said, and asked him about his future. And, you know, I do have the audio, but I will not play it at this moment. I'll play it later on in the show. But he said 
Play it. If you have the audio, play it. I actually didn't oh, you hear want me that. to play it? I was, I was going to save this till later, but I do got the audio, so here is the audio, y'all. Julio, have the guts to pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, all right. Julio. somebody a fan he was wearing a cow a cowboy sweater so maybe uh, that's why the cowboys question was asked but no one's going to play for the cowboys bro <laughs> well look I, I i it's funny that you play that because i had heard obviously you know I, I wasn't living under a rock today so i definitely heard what was going on with it but i also did not realize that he might not have known that he was on air you uh, might not have, and that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I actually he didn't know because Shannon Sharp did say that, like you know, we on television, right? He's like, yeah, okay. and that was pretty much it. So he knew. Okay. He knew. Okay, he was good, just being good. honest. He right, was being good, honest, good. which leads me into this. I gotta ask both of you: Are you guys? And Nick, you said this earlier before we had on Nick on. Um, are you guys okay with athletes being this? Honest. It's brutally honest because we know people criticize athletes for being for not being honest, but he was being too honest. What do you guys have thought of Julio Jones being honest, saying he wants to win and he don't want to play for the Cowboys? <laughs> uh, to be honest, man, uh, let, let me be honest and say I honestly I think that it's it's uh it, it's better. This is better than the alternative, which would be to not be honest because you can get yourself caught in a lie very quickly and especially you know uh, i don't want to throw anybody under the bus but there's definitely people who you know used to uh be in the spotlight who would just lie about shit all the time and that's probably the reason why people didn't really like them very much because they didn't realize how bad of a lie they were you know what i mean and, and that's the thing is that people could always kind of like uh they can always kind of see through you, and especially with all you know. If you if you're in a big uh, market like the Yankees are, there's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten professional, you know, ten big news outlets plus Jersey outlets plus web outlets plus all that. Like, and everybody wants to say, you know, 
to try and set themselves apart. So somebody's going to do the research to catch you when you lie. So in my opinion, I'd rather you be too honest than too fake. Um, I I want honesty. So if yeah. if he did know, then I'm all for it. That that's 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 great because the Falcons should know how he's feeling. Um, if I'm if I'm Kyle Pitts now, I am pissed that I got drafted the Falcons because if they trade Julio, what's stopping them from trading Matt Ryan then? Because if you keep Matt Ryan, then that then you're most likely gonna want to keep Julio. But once you trade Julio, you might as well trade Matt Ryan and and Falcons. Please be nice. Trade trade Julio to to the Patriots. I promise you, Bill Belichick will offer you seventh round pick, sixth round pick, like a first round pick for twenty forty five. You know that twenty forty five first round pick could could no, be Patrick you. Mahomes' kid. So so no, maybe you. he'll be super super talented. So. From what I've heard, and Julio does have a no trade clause, he actually does prefer to play for the Patriots. Makes, I mean, it, I guess it makes sense. I guess. He wants to play. You know, the, the teams he wants to play for are the Patriots, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. He ain't going to the 49ers. Seahawks, Seahawks I can see. You know, Russell Wilson and a, cu- a couple of okay receivers. <sighs> But, okay, DK. <laughs> well, okay. all right, all right, all right. That's 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 a star receiver. Then there's then there's okay receivers that Russell Wilson makes. Okay, like they're not they're not amazing. Yeah, they would be amazing if they were if they were able to get those. Those three and Russ would be ridiculous. I don't, I don't know, but to 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 be honest, it's probably. Unless major injuries happen, it's probably going to be Chiefs Bucks again in the Super Bowl. Because why would it be any different? You know, Tom Brady has basically punched Father Time in the face. He's 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 not breaking down anytime soon. He could play and win Super Bowls up up until twenty twenty six if he truly truly wants to. Pat, I gotta say, I think I think Tom Brady is is the Belichick Belichick effect. It's really the Tom Brady effect. People want to come and play with Tom Brady. I don't think they want to come and play with Belichick. I 100% <laughs> agree with you. That's why Revis came to the Patriots. That's yeah. that. That's why Chris Long came to the Patriots. You know, yeah. you know, you know. That's that's why Chad Johnson came to the Patriots. That's why players came. Now, now look, Gronk came out of retirement just to come Take back to. The just yeah. come back to the bonds. AB. I mean, the the team is stacked. He got AB. He got Antonio Brown, the clown. He went from clown Brown to model citizen. Yeah, you can't make you, you can't mean, make this up. It's like it, it, people will sacrifice their you know the firstborn to go and play with Tom Brady and and his all star team. And why is that? Because like, he wins. Because, why Why do you wins, think exactly. no one does that? It, it perpetuates itself, you know what I mean? He wins, and then everybody wants to come play with him. So then he has a great team, so he wins. And then he, he want to play with him, and then he has a great team, and then he wins, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's just, he, he knows exactly how to do his thing. Like, he, he, he is the apex predator of football players. 
Also, too, yeah. also too, because Tom Brady isn't selfish. You don't see right. no one breaking their back for Aaron Rodgers or, or Russell Wilson. Why? Right. Because they ain't taking pay cuts. They don't care right. enough. If Tom right. Brady never took a pay cut, the Patriots do not have six Super Bowls. I can guarantee you that because they yeah, can't fact. now sign Revis. They they can't extend Edelman. They they can't extend right. Gronk. They can't bring in Stephon Gilmore. They they can't bring in Rodney Harrison. Yeah, exactly. Junior Seau, you know what I mean? Like all these Richard all these Seymour. guys. Who, yeah, I mean these guys who come come uh, at the end of their. Devin McCourty's brothers, so many players, so many. And, you know, all the running backs. Randy Moss, if Tom Brady doesn't think of pickup, you think they're going to be able to get Randy Moss? Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) So, so, if... It's a testament of Tom Brady, man. It's a testament of Tom Brady. If you had to say who wins a Super Bowl next between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, who would you say? say? I would say Rodgers... I don't know why Russell Russell Wilson. He's like he's one of those dudes where like when he's playing, you're like, wow, this guy's bad man. You know what I mean? But when but he he just seems like the so fake. <laughs> you know uh, why? I feel like Russell Wilson's peaked. But go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I don't know, man. He just seems bad fake. So, I like, you don't really think he's, like, holier than now? Uh, yeah, that's kind of how it is. Hmm, that, that, that's I, like, interesting. I almost, I almost feel like, I almost, uh, but then again, it comes so naturally to him. Like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's tough for me to call it. Can't call it. I feel like Russell Wilson has peaked. And the reason being is because I, I just, from, from what Russell Wilson is, I, I just feel like he's, like, I just feel like at this point, I don't think he's going to win. I think Rodgers, it depends on where he goes. It depends. If he stays in Green Bay, I, he would have a shot. But the Green Bay, the problem with Green Bay is that Green Bay, they just, they, they don't have enough. Like, Brady's just a great, but the Bucks are just, like, the Bucks are just a, a beast. I, I know the 49ers, they're going to be healthy, and they could probably give the, the Bucks maybe. Stop it, bro. Yeah. They got Kyle Shanahan. Stop but, 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 but I'm not done. But after that, I mean, you, you, no, you trust no one from the NFC East. Um, You trust, you trust no one, for, you trust no one from the NFC North. It's right. basically the, the Bucks have an easier shot, I think, to get to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs. Because in the AFC, man, the Ravens, the Browns, um, you know, the Colts are a sleeper team. You got a lot of teams in the AFC, you know, the Bills. You got a lot of teams in the AFC that are that are pretty pretty good. So I think if you would ask me, um, who is more, I think. The Bucks are more likely to get back to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs. I don't know, bro. Lamar Jackson is afraid of Patrick Mahomes. When when he sees himself on the field, he can't beat Mahomes. So you know that. And and Josh Allen never wants to kneel. He always wants to take the football one more yard and then fumbles the goddamn thing. And you know, so so there's that. By the way, Dallas Braden 
through his perfect game May 9th, 2010 against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so you were at Friday's game, and right. that was a fantastic game. Carlos Rodon, Jordan, oh, yeah. Jordan Montgomery, strikeout after strikeout after strikeout, 13 and 11 total. And then we saw something in the ninth. So when you saw that triple play, and and I believe that was the first Yankee triple play since CC in Tampa, I think. Right, right. You know, um, yeah, so CC, so CC what? Had been on the mound for three Yankee triple plays. Yeah, that's got to be one of the craziest stats of all time. I think there was also one when he was on 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 Pittsburgh or Chicago White Sox too. I'm not exactly sure. But what did you think when you saw that triple play? <laughs> so, I was at that game. We had uh, probably some of the best comp seats that I've gotten since I started working for the Yankees. And I was with my fiance and her uncle. And her uncle is a White Sox fan. So, we were kind of like, you know, playfully going at it. You know, give, you know, giving each other jabs after, uh, you know, every time that we either scored or it looked like one of us. Like, because at first, it looked like we had no shot because Rodon was destroying us. And, you know, Monty didn't look, like, unhittable after the first two innings. But then he settled down, and then he started to look just as good as Rodon. And then they took Rodon out. And now he's, my, uh, my fiance's uncle saying, like, oh, you know, La Russa, needs to get fired, he shouldn't be taking Rodon out, and then Torres at the home run. And then the next inning, Madrigal hits that little looper. So now it looks like, you know, maybe they got the they got the momentum. And then we put some runners on, and then we can't score twice in a row. And now it looks like they got the momentum. And then as soon as 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 soon as they put Billy Hamilton in against, uh, against uh, Chappie, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just chalk this one off as a hell because we – can never stop Billy Hamilton. Like, we just can't ever. No matter what team he's on, he'll come in, pinch run, and steal five bases against us in one inning. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, we end up losing. And so they had, I think, a, a maybe a meeting on the mound or something like that. It just felt like forever. I'll put it that way. And he rips it to third base, and I was, and I see him like, run to third, I'm like, okay, that's a double play. And then I see him turn to second, and then I just kind of blacked out. <laughs> I started, just, like, screaming. I don't think I stopped screaming for, like, five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. That, uh, nah, that, that was like, fantastic. We, as, a, as, a, as a employee, like, we, you, you get jaded a little bit. Because we, I'll see all these things, and I've seen a lot of really cool shit in the past, like, 10 or 11 years. But, I'm seeing it from my office where I can't, I have to kind of like keep myself in check. So not to mention the fact that I hadn't been at the stadium for an extended period of time for like a year and a half. And then I'm there and I'm watching that as a fan. It was just like, it is indescribable. Um, Now, let me ask you this question. Um, What do you, what do you what do you think of Glaber? He returns from the um, IL, and all of a sudden, man, um, he just starts hitting. Um, what are your thoughts on the weekend he had? Because it looks like he had a pretty good weekend against oh, yeah. uh, against Chicago. Eight RBIs, guys, in 
three games. Yeah. He's locked. He's locked in. And then it's it's not even really surprising. It's more surprising that it's it's been this long since we've seen this locked in Glaber. You know, since the quote unquote Glaber good. You know, like Glaber yeah. is back to being Glaber good. Yeah, and defense has been proved significantly a lot yeah. since um you know since since he was in uh, shortstop study. So the defense surprise has been has been playing well. They win yeah. some they're winning games without even hitting the home run. Their offense is slowly starting to come back um to what we expect them to be. But right, but Nick has always preached this: it's great to do this in the regular season, but the post. All said. I've always said that the Yankees pitching and the and has never been a problem for me. It's yeah. always been the hitting, the hitting in the postseason. So, yeah. do you think they can actually get to the World Series? Because I'm looking at the American League, and yeah. I'll be honest, I don't see a lot of world beaters. I know the White Sox are good, but the Yankees just beat them. I, I, I like the, I don't know about the Red Sox pitching. I know the Rays have pitching, but they're hitting. Uh, I don't know much. I don't know about their hitting. So who's who's uh, going to so stop the Yankees? We're going to see a lot uh, about our team starting tomorrow because we have had some trouble with the with the Blue Jays. So obviously, I know that we were having we were having some trouble just in general at the beginning of the season. So I think it would be like you kind of get that that weight off your shoulders if you can kind of like hit hit the Blue Jays in the mouth a little bit and, you know, exploit the fact that their pitching has been trashed. Exploit the fact that, you know, that they, they their bullpen has been garbage. Like, you just got to just exploit those weaknesses because if you don't, if you don't, then then you kind of end up falling back to, okay, well, we're, we're, we're getting, we're having some trouble with the AL East. But it's not really the AL East. It's really just been the, the Blue Jays and the Rays. And the Blue Jays, they're they're kind of coiled, you know what I mean? They're they're ready to add one arm and, and go on that run. So I feel like we just got to keep them at arm's distance. We have to have one real like momentum swinging uh, series against the Rays. And to be honest, I'm not worried about the, the Red Sox whatsoever. Um, before we talk Nets Knicks playoff basketball, we're gonna finish the White Sox chapter. And 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 I'm I'm not sure if personally you talked about this with your fiance's uncle, but you know we all know what happened last week with your mean Mercedes. It's a forty nine mile power lob pitch all the way to deep center field for four hundred and forty plus feet, and you 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 get unwritten rules, disrespect of the game. The very next day, a crappy pitcher just throws throws right across the back of Mercedes. And Tony was happy about that. And the day before, yeah. Tony said, you know, he's not going to do that. We have our rules. Right. And, and, and your mean's like, oh, no, I'm going to do that. I am your mean. If, if I stop trying to be your mean, it's like, then, then I, I'm going against everything that got me here. So right. how, do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, I, there's only one answer, and I think CC uh, on r 2 shout out to uh, Ryan Rocco and CC. Uh, I think he said it as as well as anybody can say it. Tony Lewis should not be fucking managing that team. <laughs> Straight up, one hundred percent done and dusted. Like there is no, there was no reason that they should have signed him to be their manager then, 
And there's still no reason that he should still be the manager, even though they have the best record in the AL Central. They're doing that in spite of him, not because of them. And I don't think nobody in the world, like, it's just not, he just doesn't get it. You know what I mean? There's just people who just don't get it. And he is one of those people. The, o- the only, only thing, thing that, thing that I hated about that, because, because, you know, there was a position pitch on the mound, so I'm, 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 I'm all for it, but you, even if it was a vet, I'd still have a problem with it. You don't ignore the sign. If, if the sign yeah, was course, to take, if, if was you know, that, that, that's, that's a problem. I don't think he's over there looking, looking really at the sign. He, it's 3-0. They've got but that's bad too, though. You know what I'm saying? Astudio, Whether you're looking or not. I mean, I'm just saying, like, why give him a take sign? Let the guy do what he wants. I mean, he's the the, the thing that I didn't really get was why Astudio was getting so hot about it. Like, he pitched once more, I think, earlier this year, and he struck somebody out. He was posting it all over Instagram, you know what I mean? He has a 0.00 ERA, and everybody's <laughs> laughing it up, laughing it up, right? So, okay. Great. But then you serve up a 45-mile-an-hour fastball. I mean, this guy hit it with no velocity coming in. Hit it 450 feet to center field. Like, that, I mean, let the dude fucking enjoy it. <laughs> like, you're not a pitcher. Who cares if you have a 0.00 ERA? <laughs> the funnest one for me was when Anthony Rizzo struck out Freddie Freeman. That was just absolutely, we are two of the best first basemen in baseball. We both yeah. cannot pitch. I know you're probably going to hit a home run off of me, but right. when, when when you actually see him strike out Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman can't be pissed. He just smiles like, hey, you got me, man. I mean, exactly. <laughs> congrats. You know, but but it's like to me, all bets are off once the pitcher, once the the position player is on the mound. You can bat lefty. Javi Baez has been doing that. You know, you can try to swing three zero. You could let the guy throw some knuckleballs like Eric Kratz, like whatever. Just as, as soon as the position player is on the mound, the game is over, and we're just fucking around. And speaking of lefty time. too, Brian Snitker just last week, the Braves were up nineteen runs. And Acuna puts on the lefty helmet, and he wanted to bat lefty. Yeah, and he said, Snicker nope. automatically called him into the dugout. So, so managers past fifty years old. That's that's what you're going to get. And and yeah. once Tony Larusso was hired, you knew what you was gonna get. He is not changing. Nope. He's he's nope. built the way he is. So as long as he's managing. This is what you're going to get. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Now let's now let's go into some Knicks Nets basketball. Um, right now, obviously, um, uh, it's a tale of two cities. We're gonna start in Brooklyn. Um, uh, the Nets, the first half, eh, okay, a little concerned. Second half, three <laughs> monsters are like, you know what? Let's stop messing around with these boys. Let's start. Let, let, let's start showing why why we're the best, and they ate that. And Tatum yeah. can score seventy points on his own. The final score will be eighty something. Will be like eighty something <laughs> for the Celtics and one thirty eight to the Nets. So right. no. So, so the, the the Nets are going to probably roll past the East. The other yeah, side, Manhattan, Manhattan. Uh, it was also a tale of two halves. 
you know, the next starters, you know, were cold. They, 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 they got nervous and whatnot. But in the second half, they started to get their sea legs in. The bench played really well. Quickly played well. Toppin played well. Derrick Rose was Derrick Rose. Alec Burke scored 27 points. But the all when you needed your best players to be their best players, Trey Young became was Trey Young. And Julius Randle was not the all-star that we it is. So, sticking with the Knicks, I know it's one game, and they did they almost won that game despite Julius Randle struggling. Mm-hmm. Can the Knicks still win this series? That's yes. a simple question. Yes. They definitely can. I and, and to be honest, and I, I just think, I think that they are a deep team. But a deep the the one drawback with a really with a uh, team that's more of like the uh, it's kind of like the sum of their parts is that you gotta have the the team be firing and if one if the one guy who's supposed to be the one who carries you a little bit is is off then you might end up struggling so it's uh I think I think they could definitely still win the series I think the fact that it was so close in spite of uh, Randall struggling. I think it's a good sign for them. I agree. And I think another factor is what Thibodeau said. It's looking as if he's going to bench Alfred Payne, which he should. Because Alfred Payne is trash. Um, <laughs> which leads me into this. I personally would probably start Frank. Um, I would keep Derrick Rose in that bench role where he should. Do you think Derrick Rose, Frank Delatina should start See, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with Knicks basketball to, to know how uh, Frank's been playing. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm still kind of on that, like, I still, the last time that I really, like, had been paying attention to the Knicks was when he was a project. But as far as, as D. Rose goes, I think he's perfect as a six-man because he's one of those dudes who can still ball, but he needs the ball in his hand a lot. So I think he can ball and just ball out against the second unit and just kind of, like, make sure that you guys are always winning when the second unit is in. Absolutely. Before we get you out of here, Nick, some quick rapid fire. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The, um, do you think the Yankees will, will reach the World Series this year? Yes. Do you think that the Mets will win the division even though that they're playing with a double-A lineup? <laughs> <laughs> you just answered that question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to play for the Mets? <laughs> uh, um, uh, okay, um, who, who would you take? Um, what, which pitcher would you take in a one-game playoff for your life? Jacob DeGrom or Derek Cole? Oh, shit. Well, give, give me Derek
Yes. Without a doubt. Back. And Without last doubt. question. And last question. Um, do out of all the rook between uh, all the with the tre- tre- Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, out of those three quarterbacks, which rookie quarterback has a better chance to have the better NFL career? Ooh. I mean, to, I mean, it's got to be Trevor Lawrence, but I think out of out of the second tier, like from from uh, you know the Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, uh, Buddy who went to the Forty ers and the Bears. I think just because of the Belichick factor, if you're gonna give it the Belichick factor, then we'll go Mac Jones. Probably has the best chance to be the number two, but. I think the guy on the Bears, uh, I don't know why I'm completely fucking blanking Justin out. Justin Fields. Oh Justin Wolf, just Fields. Just uh, Fields, yeah. I think Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft. All right. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I just saw this on Instagram, so it's, it's, it's kind of wild to me because I think autographs should be free. But on June 19th from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. from ENJ Boutique in Brooklyn, you can choose to pay $80 for an autograph from Jose Reyes. You can also bring 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 one item or buy items. So, would you pay $80 for an autograph? Not not of Gleyber Torres, not of Pete Alonso, not of Derek Jeter, but, but of Jose Reyes. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> type thing, but Jose Race, I mean, I mean, hey, maybe, maybe he pulled an AI, maybe, maybe he spent his hundred plus million dollars and that's on him, but damn, is, is someone this hard up for money, and, 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 and you know what, shame on E&J Boutique for, for, for putting up with this, like, like, eighty dollars, come on, bro, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's eighty dollars way too much. That's wild, bro, his, his, for his first Bowman, Rookie rookie card. His first Bowman rookie card autograph is is less than that. Really? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, bro. And it's PSA ten, like the graded ten gem mint rookie card autograph is seventy five dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you know, here's a PSA. If anybody is thinking about going to go do that, just go hop on eBay. <laughs> and 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 just from Google, just. Just from Google, his net worth is $75 million. So, to most people, that's that's forever money. Some may say anything past $100 million is forever money, but I don't know how one can blow $75 million. Reyes was a four-time All-Star when he signed six-year $106 million contract with Miami. Like, come on, and and you need eighty dollars for an autograph. It's easy because you end up not. You think that you think that it's gonna take uh, that it's gonna take forever. You're gonna keep on getting it forever, but so oh my you keep god, spending, you keep spending your money like it's never gonna it's never gonna run out. 
Well, well, that's why that's why you got to be like that uh mech guy who gets who gets one point something million every year. <laughs> exactly. Bobby Bonilla, baby. Yes, sir. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Yes, sir. But, uh, Nick, thanks for coming on. Tell people where they can find you out on social. Yeah, at Nick Tyrell on uh, Instagram and Twitter. N-I-C-K-P-Y-R-E-L-L. Appreciate you guys having me on, man. Yes, sir, man. Take care. Yes, sir.